0: Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. For better or for worse, probably worse, Facebook is the place where millions of people socialize today. By the way, the word socialize is in quotes there. It's really a sad sort of socialization, a kind of interaction that lends itself strongly to phoniness. But this is not a sermon against social media. What I want to point out is a certain kind of post I see there a lot. It's a kind of pop psychology thing, sometimes quasi-religious, about finding yourself, being yourself, being your best self. You get the idea. These posts are meant to be encouraging, I suppose, and often have the thought of throwing off whatever has been holding you back from realizing your best life now or something like that. It often involves getting over your ex. My take on these kinds of self-actualization posts are that they are rather, well, selfish. (laughs) They seem to be in the spirit of a book that was popular many eons ago called Looking Out for Number One. The title says it all. Have you found yourself? Would you know yourself if you bumped into yourself somewhere? There's a verse in Proverbs 18 I want to share. I'm going to quote it from the King James Version. It goes like this. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Now, a better translation of the last part of that would be expressing his opinion. But the King James Version really is from the same spirit, self. A fool delights above all in himself, without regard to the other 7 billion passengers on spaceship Earth. People not only want to express themselves, but to find themselves. From what I can see, there are more depressed people nowadays than ever. With all the mental health assistance out there, people are still having serious inner problems that are not physical in nature. So many counselors lead their clients, to explore their inner selves, to look at themselves, to study themselves. I I fear this exercise only leads to further discouragement. The Bible actually does tell us how to find ourselves, but the process is nothing like these posts I see all the time online, and most likely nothing like what most counselors and psychologists have to offer. Jesus actually spoke quite pointedly about finding yourself. Listen to what he said in Matthew 16. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I think we could aptly translate whoever would save his life as whoever tries to find his life. How many people today realize that the key to finding yourself is to first die to yourself? Not many, I imagine. You find your life by losing it. You must die to yourself and all those impulses to be yourself all by yourself. As we all know, Jesus died on the cross. He did this willingly, voluntarily. He didn't get caught up in something too big for him like some modern-day movie versions of his life would have you believe. Peter says that the offering up of Jesus was foreknown in the counsels of God before the foundation of the world. God is into long-range planning. So in seeking to find themselves, as we call it, people are in actuality losing their lives. They are never becoming what they could become. That's because they are ignoring the only source of real life, which is Christ. To have the life that Christ offers, you must first die to yourself and all your selfish desires, plans, longings, that's exactly what we don't want to do. Many people try to co-opt the gospel by turning it into just another method of self-actualization. Death to self never enters into their schemes. But Jesus teaches that to live, you must first die. He wants to share the resurrection life that he attained through submitting To the awful death of the cross. But you can't have resurrection life without dying first. So he said, Pick up your cross and follow me. Follow me to Calvary, to the place of execution. If you do, then you will truly find your life, your soul. You will become all you were ever meant to be. The life that Jesus offers in this way is not the annihilation of who you really are. God wants you to be all you can be. His vision for you is much grander than you can imagine. Certainly grander than the vision of those folks who create memes on Facebook. So what are the steps we can take to get on that road to finding the self that Jesus can make of us? The first step is to really understand what this means. To follow Christ is to give up your will. God created us all with the free will, the power to choose. We can choose to follow Christ or we can choose to be the boss of our own lives. Most people choose the latter, even most churchgoers, I'm afraid. But cross-bearing means giving up your will and following God's will in everything. So understanding this we then make the decision. We go to God in sincere prayer and say something like this, Jesus, so far I've lived my life my way. I haven't given any consideration to your will, but now I am yielding myself to you. Do with me as you choose. Take my life, my body, my relationships, my money, my future, everything. I am yours. If you sincerely pray this prayer, God will take you at your word. It's a given that in the beginning, we really don't have much of an idea of what's ahead for us as a result of our commitment. I know I didn't when I first committed myself to God's will for my life. But God will begin to work with us anyway. He will lead us through life situations that we would have avoided if we could have. During those situations, we will want nothing less than escape. But there usually is no escape. While we're in those times, we will feel that it is all wrong. It shouldn't have happened. It will be painful and unpleasant. We will think, this can't be the plan. But later, we will see that God was leading all along. We will see that in the difficult situation, he was molding us, forming us. He was making us to become the self that he envisions for us. Consider this sort of difficult verse from Hebrews about our Lord Jesus. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered and being made perfect He became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Now, this doesn't imply that Jesus was ever disobedient. Just that as he followed the voice of his father, the path was gradually revealed to him. The mention of loud cries and tears shows that it wasn't easy. And the point for us is that if Jesus the Holy and Eternal Son of God, had to go through this kind of process in fulfilling His mission, how much more will we? It will not be easy, but it will yield a result that will become precious and even priceless to us. Some of the things I've gone through in my life at the time seemed so wrong, so painful, but as I look back now, I wouldn't Trade what God did in me during those times for the whole world. Because of them, because in them, God has helped me to find myself. The self he is creating me to be. The self that can bless and help others to find this glorious life as well. Take up your cross. Follow Jesus. Lose your life so you can find it. Heavenly Father, I thank you that Jesus took up his cross, that he laid down his life, that he came to this earth from the glory of heaven, took upon the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and then being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And so God now has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. Lord Jesus, help us to follow you to Calvary. Help us to die to ourselves, that we might live to God, that we might be the person, the man, the woman, the young person that God wants us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. My dear friend, pray for us as we're seeking God at the Bread of Life Anglican Church, where we meet on Sundays at 10 o'clock, 1809 Union Street in Schenectady, New York. If you do not have a church home, if you live close by We would love to meet you there, 10 o'clock Sunday. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.